Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Through 25 seasons, 4,561 episodes. I believe The Oprah Winfrey Show was one of the greatest classrooms in the world. I really never thought of it that way. The aha moments, the breakthroughs, the connections, the occasional ugly cry. I miss him so terribly. I miss him every single minute. The LOLs, the moments that mattered. The eye-opening life lessons. Never allow them to take you somewhere else. I'm bringing them back. It's time to open the vault. I've personally chosen these classic episodes to share with you again. Every single person you ever will meet shares that common desire. They want to know, do you see me? Do you hear me? Does what I say mean anything to you? You are listening to The Oprah Winfrey Show, the podcast. Recently, we did a show called Women Who Love Their Jobs. I happen to be one of those women, where we profile women who made careers out of their passions, women who shop for a living, uh, travel, because that's the whole idea. You take what you love, and you find a way to turn that into something you can give back to the world and get paid for it. So if you love eating, there's a way to get paid for that. <laughs> I missed my other calling, I see. <laughs> We got a lot of response after that show from a lot of other women who said that they wanted to find greater fulfillment in their jobs and in their lives, but they really just don't know how to do it, which is a key question, I know. Like Angel in New Brunswick, Canada, who wrote to me saying, I've worked as a secretary for over 20 years. For many of those years, I hated the work. And then I just adjusted. I decided to make the best of it, she says decided it's a living. And when I saw your show about women who love their jobs, it really hit a sensitive chord with me. Sometimes I just want to do it, leave what I'm doing and do something that I really love. But there are truly so many obstacles. If only I could see that it's possible. If only I could get beyond the fear. Those are all such key words. If only I could see, if only I could believe, if only I could get beyond the fear. That's what's holding you back. And we want to get you beyond the fear and to understand exactly what is holding you back from living the life of your dreams. I call it from being who you really are. We're here to help you understand that there are choices. There are choices, choices, choices that you make and have made every single day of your life that lead you and have led you toward or away from fulfillment. Whether it's a career or in your personal life, the question is, what makes some women achieve their goals while others don't? First, I want you to take a look at the story of Bonnie Warner. She is an exceptional woman who has achieved exceptional things. And she's been following a map 
that she laid out for herself at the age of 14. Now, your goals may not be as big as Bonnie's, but there's a great lesson in her story. I was your very typical high school student, and I remember saying, oh, we've got another assembly with another speaker. There's this guy that came to our assembly. He made a list of 100 things in his life that he wanted to accomplish, and he'd accomplished like 89 of them. And I couldn't think of 100 things to do in my life, but I could think of five. I wanted to go to a good college. I wanted to go to the Olympics. I wanted to be a TV commentator. I wanted to be a private pilot, and I wanted to build a log cabin. I have no idea where they came from. It was just dreams of a 14-year-old. Bonnie Warner's big dreams became her map for life, but there were challenges along the way. Her parents divorced when she was young. We had some tough times. My mother was an uh, elementary school teacher, and for a while she was uh, disabled, and we were on food stamps for a little while. I knew I had the ability to go to any college, but we didn't have the finances. So I just really, really worked hard in field hockey so that I could get a scholarship to Stanford, and it worked. Bonnie was ready for her next goal. I wasn't sure if I could ever really become an Olympic athlete, but I thought I could maybe be an Olympic torchbearer. And when there was an application for it, I filled it out, and bingo, I got it. It really changed my life. She was on her way to the Olympics. There she took a ride on that thrilling winter sport called luge. I wasn't thinking the very first time I took a luge ride that I would be on an Olympic team, but it very quickly became that. She took long breaks from college to keep her Olympic dreams alive. She sold her prized Olympic pen collection for extra money. Bonnie made the U.S. luge team and went to the Olympics three times. After seven years, she graduated and landed a job at a big market TV station covering the Olympics. Between edit sessions, I'd often have to go work out and run up and down the streets of San Francisco to stay in shape. With money in her pocket, she took off for her dream of becoming a pilot. And I fell in love with it the very first day, got a license six weeks later. Well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Oakland. Now I'm really in my dream job. I love what I do. I'm a 727 captain for United. When I first started learning to fly, I didn't think to myself, well, I'm a girl, I can't. I leave the airport and I go to my other life which is trying to make the Olympic bobsled team. I've never won an Olympic medal, and maybe the odds are against me. Well, I say the only thing that's impossible is to win a medal if you don't try. So I'm trying. My number one priority in my life is my family. Love just sitting by the sandbox, playing with little Katie. Sometimes some of the things that drive me and when I'm working out and I don't feel like lifting that extra weight or running a little bit harder, I don't want to ever quit because I want to be a good example for Katie. I have one last goal, and that's to build the log cabin. Maybe as a family we're going to build the log cabin, but it will happen. Small potatoes for you. <laughs> log cabin, you can do that in between flights. Um, well, you know, I believe. that's why I'm lifting weights, you know, so I can lift those logs. Yeah. So you want to physically build it yourself, or you just want to have one built? No, 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 I want to build it myself. Like log by log? Well, yeah, you know, that's why I got a big, strong firefighter husband. You don't have to, to do that, too. Bonnie. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to do that. You can, you know, there are people who build yeah, log no, cabins. Yeah, no, but I want one of those kits, you know, and I've sort of save these little, these um, diagrams and stuff, and I'm gonna get a piece of land someday when life calms down. Yep, Dean, put a chair up here so Bonnie can come up here, because I like you, Bonnie. <laughs> you know what's really, I think Bonnie can inspire a lot of women today, because the question is, what is the difference between Bonnie and everybody else, and this woman, Angel, who wrote saying, I wished I could, I wished I could, I wished I could. Do you know what it is, Bonnie? Well, I think it's, it's finding a passion. I love being a mother. I love being an airline pilot, 
and I love the Olympics. So it's it's easier to to set out a map to follow the map. Now, if going to the dentist was my mission for the day, I think I'd get lost. Yeah, I I, I don't have a passion for that. Because you had thing. big dreams for yourself. Yeah. You, set, you set out these goals when you were how old? 14? I was 14. 14. Now, what I say, Dr. Austin, who wrote the book, What's Holding You Back, is going to be joining us in a moment. But what I hear is the key, and I hope everybody can, can get this. The difference between you and everybody else I interview is what you believed. What, exactly. I mean, it's I, what you believed. If you have a goal and you believe in it, you can achieve it. And I think you have to also really want it. And I think it's the passion in that goal that, that makes it easier, too, to... If there's an obstacle out there, you don't even see it even. Or if it's there, you figure out, well, you can go around it or under it or over it or through if it. If the belief is there. If the belief is there. And also not taking no for an answer. I, I remember in college when, when my coach said, you can't do luge in field hockey. But I had to do field hockey to pay for college, and I had to do luge to be in the Olympics. So I wrote, it was the only all-nighter I ever did in college, I wrote a 14-page paper to explain to my coach how I could do it all. And that paper is what got me my scholarship. And just the other day, somebody was saying, you know, Bonnie, you're 38 years old. You can't possibly win an Olympic medal. I said, I, I, I won't win it if I don't try. And so I sat down and I wrote a 20-page paper to myself. It's just to myself on how I'm going to go about doing that. You just have to make a plan because then each day makes, has a, a mission or a, a goal, you know? I love Bonnie. <laughs> <laughs> Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Start clean with Clorox, because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time. Because messes happen. Because... Hey, listen. Remember how you told me to toss those takeout containers before we left for vacation? And you were like, I'm serious. If that leaks over the counter, it'll be a slimy abomination by the time I get back. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Don't worry about it. I won't forget. <laughs> well. Ooh, yeah. That happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed. Rinse after use if in contact with food surface. <laughs> These issues might sound familiar to you. Take a look. I'm afraid of spending the rest of my life just doing what I'm doing now. It scares me because I'm not ready to leave my comfort zone. I'm very anxious about being able to handle um, everything that comes along with having a career and a family at the same time. I'm having a really hard time at work recently, and it's mostly because of one person there, my boss. I've cried myself to sleep at night, wondering what my purpose in life is. If only I could get that special break or meet the right people. No, I need to admit it. I'm holding myself back. Okay, I got a lot to say on this subject. So <laughs> if, you've, if you felt any of those things, we're going to help you begin to understand what's holding you back. That's the key. Dr. Linda Austin is the author of What's Holding You Back. Great title. <laughs> Ask yourself that today. What is holding you back? And she says that women often construct their own internal glass ceiling that keeps them from success. What is the key that's holding most people back? Fear? At the heart of it, there, the, there yeah, is fear. Yeah, when you peel fear, away everything. There yeah. is fear and anxiety. And 
And you know, it's interesting, males and females have a different approach to fear. If you watch little boys in the playground, they practice being afraid. They jump off the first rung of the jungle gym. Well, that's not scary enough, so they'll get a little more scared. And, and their play takes them into the experience of fear. One of the things that women have to do to overcome fear and anxiety is to practice. And this, for example, being on this show, I mean, that's a, that's a. This is not a baby step. <laughs> that's, true. <laughs> that's true. That's true. I had no that's idea. That's, <laughs> but this but in daily life. a million people right now. Thank you. <laughs> Thank Around you. the world, Will not just the United hand. States. Yeah, sure. <laughs> 10 million. I didn't bring bring a best friend, so you'll have to be This is it. I will be your best friend today. <laughs> Throughout the show, we're going to go through the eight critical choices that Dr. Austin says that women must make to achieve success. And know that we offer this as a catalyst to get you started. I don't expect that maybe some people will after the end of the show. You go out and you decide that you're going to change your whole life. But it's to get you thinking about what is holding you back and what you were really meant to do. What you were really meant to do. I think that everybody has a calling on their life. <laughs> Everybody has a calling on their, their life. And for some people, it's like, like for myself, it's, you know, on television and speaking to millions of people. And for you today, that's what it is. Right. And for other people, it's whatever it is you find your joy in. Like the other day, I got a <laughs> um, French pedicure from this girl and she was so good. Buffy, she did such a great job. I went, God, you are really good. And she said, feet are my passion. <laughs> she found it. She, I, she said, she feet it. are my passion. And I said, girl, <laughs> you are in the right place. <laughs> okay, Buffy, the first choice is, will you take risks, you say? Fear of the unknown is the biggest hurdle for most women. Sherry is one of these women. I've been a cashier for more than 20 years now, and I'm stuck in a rut. What I don't like about my job are the same things that make me feel comfortable in it. That it's routine, that I know what to expect, that I've done it a long time. And to leave that job to pursue something else is unknown. I don't know what that'll bring, and it might bring something good, but I don't know that. I did complete my bachelor's degree in public administration two years ago. The disappointing part to me is that I haven't used it. I really feel disappointed in myself because I have potential that I'm not using. I think people who get to know me know that there's so much more I could be doing. And so when they have more belief in me than I have in myself, that's upsetting. That's difficult. If I'm really honest with myself, I have a fear of both success and failure, and I want to get over it. I don't want to spend another five years, 10 years, one more day, one more week. I don't want to do it anymore. In her letter to us, Sherry also wrote, I do not fit in well when I have to compete with others for recognition. And Dr. Austin says that being willing to compete is another choice that women must make to succeed. Is that true? Absolutely. And again, the male and female experience is often so different. I, I was watching my son play basketball in the state championship, and he kept bumping this other kid and finally got a foul. And afterwards, I said, Matt, why don't you be a little, I mean, why are you doing that? And he said, he said Mom, it's a game. And so males come up learning that that rough and tumble pushing, you don't always have to make nice. It can be a game. Females traditionally have not learned that to the same degree, and we have a, a much harder time with competition. Yeah, because we of the were day, told to play nicely. Right, and at the end of the day, you and hold hands. And don't get dirty. And you sing kumbaya, absolutely. Yes, true. Right. 
Right. I saw a study, Oprah, of third graders. And even in third grade, the girls said, well, I don't want to do too well because people will think I'm bragging. Right. Or it might make my best friend feel bad if I beat her on my math test. Even in third grade, our, our girls are saying those things. Already. A lot of it for me is I've allowed other people's feelings to take priority over my own feelings. Sometimes I haven't wanted to compete with someone because I haven't wanted to stand in their way of opportunity, but I haven't looked at that as an opportunity for myself. Mm. Other times I just haven't wanted to take the risk. I wasn't sure that I would succeed, so I didn't want to attempt a failure. Wow. So what are you going to do about this, Sherry? Well, I'm on national television. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't think uh, when I get back, I have a very supportive group of friends. Mm -hmm. So I think they'll remind me of that and they believe in me and I'm starting to believe in myself. So tell me, what do you think? Because uh, Bonnie was saying you have to, it's about following your passion. Right. Mine was talking. Look what it got me. So what, what is yours? I care a lot about people. I'd like to be an advocate. I'd really like to take the experience, the education, just the heartfelt feelings that I have for people and really put that passion in, really make a difference in people's life. And what is a way that you can take, as Dr. Austin said, a tiny step? Now, it doesn't mean you have to be at Congress next week, but what is the way, in right where you are right now, in the work that you're doing right now, an hour or two hours a week, that you can take a step in that direction? What could you do? I think I could investigate what kind of advocate I want to be, who I want to advocate for, mm -hmm. so I could narrow that down. And it's not enough to say I want to be an advocate, but I have to know whether I want to advocate for patients, I work in a clinic, or whether I want to advocate for children, because I like children. Mm -hmm. So I really have to focus that in and then find the steps to prepare me for that. Now, Dr. Austin says that connecting with a mentor can help you compete, but many women seek mentors who just make them feel better, correct? Yeah, studies show that when women choose mentors, let's say women in industry or academia, we tend to pick mentors who are good and sweet and nice. Males, on the other hand, tend to choose mentors who are strong and powerful and will help get them where they want to Achieve. go. Mm -hmm. But you know, I, I think you find mentors in your daily life. My first mentor was my best friend when I was 11 years old, Jane. And she is still my mentor. And she helped me think about how to get ready for college. So your best friend can be your first mentor. This program has been very empowering. What you've been doing over the last several years mm -hmm. has been very empowering. Financial help, spiritual help, mm -hmm. you know, learning about our passion, your expertise. Mm -hmm. That's made a big difference, not only in my life, because it's allowed me to come on and really come in a public arena that I would never have done before. Oh, this is big. You can not do anything. <laughs> <laughs> well, one of the things that Gary Zukav says all the time, that the path to spiritual growth, real spiritual growth, is self-awareness. And for everybody who's watching, and Dr. Austin says this in her book, too, uh, what's holding you back. You can't begin to even figure out what's holding you back if you don't have an awareness of what is and what is not as important to you. If you don't know what makes you happy and what that picture would look like, if you don't know really what your passions are, then you can't begin to even start to follow them because you haven't done the first step, step of self-examination and self-awareness to figure out who are you, what does that mean, what do you really have to offer the world? That's the first step, is it not? Absolutely. It all starts with that motivation. And often the motivation for women is to experience love, mm -hmm. or it may be to express something within oneself. It may be to master and overcome an old childhood issue. It may be to experience awe. It requires awe. honesty yes. with yourself, most yes. important. But the first step is getting yourself intact. Like, right. who are you, what do you want to do? And how can you then manifest that? 
Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Start clean with Clorox. Because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time. Because messes happen. Because... Hey, listen. Remember how you told me to toss those takeout containers before we left for vacation? And you were like, I'm serious. If that leaks over the counter, it'll be a slimy abomination by the time I get back. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Don't worry about it. I won't forget. (laughs) Well. Ooh, yeah. That happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed. Rinse after use if in contact with food surface. Okay, Dorita says that she isn't afraid to take risks, but like many of you watching, she cannot find a job that brings her joy. Listen to Dorita. Dear Oprah, I'm 40 years old, attractive and smart, and I've quit every single job I've ever had my entire life. I'm just not content to get up every morning and spend my life doing something I don't love just to pay bills. My spirit will not allow me to rest until I find my dream job. I feel like I should be doing something more, but I'm not sure what that more is. Ever since I was a little girl, I have always had a passion for fashion and travel. I want to be a part of the city, a part of people in the know. I would even love to be a part of the inaugural ball. But if you don't know the right people, you can't get in. And I keep thinking about modeling or entertainment because I feel I was born to be on a cover of a magazine. Sometimes I feel like a joke to other people. When I told my best friend why I quit my last job, she laughed and suggested I go to therapy. Even my husband, who is trying to be so loving and supportive, doesn't really get it. I tell them that I can't stay in some job for 20 or 30 years if it's not the right job for me. My soul is crying out and my heart aches. I've cried myself to sleep at night, wondering what my purpose in life is. If only I could get that special break or meet the right people. Until that happens, I will continue to search until the day I die. There are a lot of people who feel that way. A lot of people feel that. Yes, you're not alone in that. People say, yes, because they're always coming up to me asking me to give them a break. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I'm not the break giver. Uh, Dr. Austin says that Dorita needs to make another critical choice. She needs to maintain her motivation in a given job long enough to learn the lessons that she needs to learn. Really. Absolutely. (laughs) You know, Dorita, you you said in your note that you were gorgeous, and you are really gorgeous. Thank you. But I'll tell you something. Society tells us a you probably came up thinking that gorgeous women have wonderful things happen to them. They have great men parachute down from the sky. They get noticed by people in front of the drugstore and given movie parts. And unfortunately, it, it mostly doesn't work that way, that reaching your goals takes days, weeks, months, years, sometimes decades. It takes hard work. It takes a plan. One of the things in your story that jumps out at me is you keep quitting your jobs. And I would wonder if you are quitting your job before you've had time to really learn about yourself within that job, that you hit a bump in the road and you go, I'm out of here. Before you've stopped, let yourself have a weep fest if that's Mm -hmm. what you need to do. 
talked it over with someone, analyzed whatever your contribution was. Maybe it was only a 10% contribution to what happened. But still, there's something in that 10% that you could learn and grow from. Yeah. And the decision to learn from failure is, is one of the eight critical choices that you need to make. See, now, I don't believe in failure. I do not believe in failure. And I have technically failed. Some things have not worked. But my, I did this speech at Wellesley several years ago, and uh, that was one of my life lessons to the, to the graduating class, is that for me, failure is God's way of saying, or the universe's way, whichever you choose, God's way of saying, move in another direction. Right. It is a big life, it is a life lesson, like for, to, to get you to stand up and say, aha, right. maybe this isn't what I needed to do. It's just okay. to move you in a different direction. Absolutely. But the perception is, if you perceive it as, oh my God, this is the end and I've failed, then that can overcome your life. You can <laughs> end up being depressed and everything else about that. Well, for me, it started, my first job was in the federal government. And after being there for six years, I took a look at those people and I said, do I really want to look like these people and be here? They're all after watching you right now. Years? I know, <laughs> I'm sorry. And I said, absolutely not. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, that's what it began for me. Uh -huh. I had an awakening when the death of my mother occurred. And it was like, my mother worked really hard her entire life. And she never got to enjoy any of the things that I get to enjoy. And she died far too early. And I said, is that what life is all about? And then I started this searching and searching. And then when I had my 40th birthday, it was like the light came on again. I said, you know, you really need to start finding out what it is that you want and seeking out your purpose. I'm here for a reason. And, and I do know that I'm here for a reason, but I need to find that reason. Okay. So I'm saying the fact that you want to be on magazine covers is right. a small, because I don't think the universe honors, mm -hmm. you know, the goal of I want to be a star or I want to be famous or I want to be, it honors what you truly, what is your heart's deepest desire. Mm -hmm. And the form that that then takes is about what you bring to the table. It's not about if I could just be on the cover of a magazine, if I no. could just make a contact. Isn't well, that true? Let me explain to you what I meant by that comment, Please Oprah. do. I will do that. <laughs> I, know, I know that I'm not a Tara Banks, but I was simply meaning that... You are gorgeous. Well, thank you very You're much. You're gorgeous. Thank you very much. Yeah. But who hasn't picked up a magazine cover and said, oh, if she could be on there, I can be on there. That's what I meant by that statement. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What do you want to say, Dr. Austin? Well, you have to start with a plan. Okay. You, you have a vision of that. You have how you're going to pursue that. You have the training that you need. Mm -hmm. And you begin today, okay. this week, on your plan to achieve that goal, if that's what your goal. Now, what I would say is mm -hmm. that you have to look very careful to see if the activities along that path are ones that are meaningful to you. Right. I mean, being on a cover is a you know, one-day thing. And, and what about all the other months and years in between, yeah. you're going to enjoy that, that process. Right. What, what does it that mean? truly means. Yeah. Okay. What does that mean, being mm -hmm. undercover? Oh, girl, I could talk to you for hours. Oh. <laughs> well, what does that mean? What will that mean if you are then on the cover of a magazine? Recognition. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Recognition. So what you're really looking for is recognition. Perhaps. Yeah. Mm -hmm. A sense of validation. Right. For who you are. Mm -hmm. Okay. Which does not mean that it has to take the form of the cover of a magazine. Okay. So what you're looking for. See, right here, you're beginning to define what mm -hmm. you really want. We've done many shows on, um, with guys going through midlife crises, mm -hmm. and they go and get the little red sports car. They don't, the, and then they get the red sports car. You know what I'm talking about. Right. <laughs> 
and it doesn't bring them what they thought the little right. red sports car would bring them. Because what they're looking for is the feeling. The feeling. Of once again being youthful and desirable mm -hmm. and, you know, all that that brings. There's know? a difference between a high and a life's goal. Okay. Yes. In other words. Okay. Karen says her boss, the way she reacts to him is the main source of unhappiness in her life. Having a really hard time at work recently, and it's mostly because of one person there, my boss. He yells at me, he screams at me, he loses his temper. He's very intolerant of mistakes, and I feel that I've been singled out. I don't respond well to criticism at all. Uh, when I am criticized, my first reaction is to get very defensive and to yell back at someone. There's definitely a difference in how I respond to my boss versus how men in the office respond. I take things much more personally. But oftentimes the attacks are personal. Um, my boss has called me stupid many times. Inside it really hurts. And I tend to believe it. Jesus. And I do mean Jesus. But the people are saying, don't use his name in vain. Really? Dr. Austin, let's uh, talk about dealing with difficult people. Well, there are some situations that go beyond a difficult person to an abusive person. And this may well be one of those situations where, Karen, you really virtually have no choice but to hit the trail. On the other hand, if I were to ask people in the audience, how many of you all have worked with difficult people in your lives? I mean, <laughs> who hasn't? I might also ask, how many of you are difficult people? <laughs> Interesting. <Yeah>. So few. <laughs> Re so few. Very remarkable. And so learning how to deal with a difficult person is very important. You cannot be an important person unless you know how to deal with difficult people. And what I would say to you, Karen, while you're looking for that next job and while you're making your plan for... I would look quickly after this tape. Getting out of there. <laughs> right. Because, girl, if you thought he was abusive yesterday, <laughs> do not go walking in there this afternoon. Oh, my Lord. Really, you must be planning on leaving, right? Yes. Um, you, sh you should be. I have been thinking about it for years. Okay, this is going to speed up that but process. I... <laughs> this will speed up. Yes, this, 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 you want to leave, because this is, this is what you do when you say, I want to step right on out of that. And part of what you just said is, the fact that you said somebody can call you stupid and you believe it, that says more about you than it does about him. Because nobody can call me stupid and I believe it. Nobody. Yeah. And Bonnie either. Bonnie, I'm sure, and there are a lot of you too. There's some women in here for whom they could say you're stupid and you hear it every day and you believe it. You call me stupid. You got a fight on your hands, baby. Because I don't know who you talking to in the room. You see what I'm saying? Isn't that true? That is absolutely true. Difficult people are difficult because they bring out the worst in you. And again, it's something to learn about. You experience the worst in you, you take a look at it, and you learn to master it. Mm -hmm. And then you move on. It's time for you to hit the trail. Right. The yeah. problem that you know, I've dealt with this for many years, and logically I tell myself, he's wrong, you know, I am valuable and worthwhile, I make a contribution, but I'm still there after 11 years, oh, and I can't... like a bad marriage. I can't make the step to move on, and I don't know why. What about you feels like you need to be abused every day? Good question. Yeah. Okay. Thank you for sharing your stories. Thank you, everybody. Bonnie? 
you don't have to build the log cabin <laughs> yourself. Well, I do listen to my mentors, and if that's what you say, then I you will. You can I'll... hire a log cabin company, and they can. <laughs> you can carry a couple logs. It'll be I'll fine, carry a couple logs. Carry okay. a couple logs. I'll carry a couple All right. logs. Thanks, everybody. <laughs> I'm Oprah Winfrey, and you've been listening to The Oprah Winfrey Show, the podcast. If you haven't yet, go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Join me next week for another Oprah show, The Podcast. And I thank you for listening. There's a moment you realize you're ready for what's next in your career. Maybe it's when you're trying a new scone recipe and think, I could open a cafe. Or maybe you're helping a coworker and say, I could teach a course on this. Whatever your moment is, it's never too early to plan for a career that lives longer. That's why the younger you are, the more you need AARP. For skills training, resume tips, and job listings, visit aarp.org work. Start clean with Clorox because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time. Because messes happen. Because... Hey, listen, remember how you told me to toss those takeout containers before we left for vacation? And you were like, I'm serious. If that leaks over the counter, it'll be a slimy abomination by the time I get back. And I was like, yeah, 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 of course. Don't worry about it. I won't forget. <laughs> well. Ooh, yeah, that happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed. Rinse after use if in contact with food surface.